0: to come up, so would you guys show the video? I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Ginny Rogers, uh, Executive Director of LAPS.
1: Well, thank you for having me here today. It really was supposed to be three of us, so I'm going to do my best to put all three messages together. And uh, Kim Lind reminded me that I'm the only thing standing between you and tacos, so <laughs> I will talk fast if you'll listen fast. But nobody told me I had to follow Kim. That's a, that's a tough act to follow. <laughs> um, Kim was one of our board members not so very long ago, and we would love to have her back one day. <laughs> We talk about that sometimes. Um, It was great getting to know her during the six years that she served on our board. Um, What I'd like to do is, first of all, just mention that this little baby um, is the baby of one of my clients from last year, and I don't take a lot of clients, so it was a Really sweet. We had a photographer donate her time and her expertise to take some photos, and we got some nice shots of him. His name is Kazi, and um, he'll be turning one in March. So if you think of it, pray for him and his parents. And I uh, just wanted to mention that, you know, as Pastor Jason said, the 49th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And wouldn't it be great if things were changing before we hit the 50th anniversary? So pray for that, please. But more than that, um, I think we all know that even if abortion was made completely illegal, that it would still happen. Um, And so for that reason, I'd ask that you pray for the young men and women that are facing that decision because that's where the real difference can be. There's not a lot we can do other than pray about the the legal status of abortion. We would love to see it changed, but in the meantime, we're praying and working to... um, help these young families-to-be choose life for their babies. And I'll run through some of our services, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with all the different things that we do, but I'll try to do it quickly. We, um, I guess the most stressful thing we do is meeting with abortion-minded clients. And sometimes we don't even know that they're abortion-minded before they come in. They've just scheduled a pregnancy test. Sometimes we know, so we can pray ahead of time. Other times we don't, and you're sitting in the room with that client, and that's when she says, I'm going to get an abortion after a positive test. Those are very stressful, and I I tell you, because everybody's got a different situation, and I've met with different clients in that way, you never know what to expect, and you're not prepared for it no matter what. And so one of the things that I always do is I just pray Lord, give me the right words because I don't know what they are. And he is faithful and he sees us through those appointments. But it's very, very difficult for us when they still choose abortion because you run through it for months in your mind. What more could I have said? What did I forget to say? What could I have done? And sometimes the answer and the comforting word from God is that there was nothing that you could do. Uh, but what we do try to do is schedule them for a free ultrasound, which we used to offer in our center. We don't do that anymore because we were able to partner with Essentia Health um, to have our ultrasounds, uh, ultrasounds done at their Baxter Clinic. Um, I had asked if they would consider giving us a discount because the cost of training someone and having the, keeping your equipment up to date was so um, so much that I thought maybe just getting a discounted service through Essentia would be, uh, a better alternative. Not only did they say yes to that, but they found a donor from their foundation that has covered the cost for the last five years for us for those ultrasounds. So they cost us nothing. They also encourage us to come with, and because of COVID, we're not able to do that right now, but, um, Without that, they as long as the client is comfortable with us coming, we can be there for the ultrasound, which is important because calling it a baby instead of a fetus, you know, just that little bit can be enough to change sometimes their hearts and minds. I went with a client during this whole COVID protocol, so I had to wait outside for her. Um, she was 16. Uh, all she kept saying was, I'm not going to do this. And I said, what are you not going to do? I'm not going to continue this pregnancy. She wouldn't say abortion, and she wouldn't say baby, but she just kept saying, I'm not going to do this. So no matter what I said to her, she said, I'm not going to do this. But she did agree to go for an ultrasound, and curiosity got the best of her, and she let them put photos on her phone. She showed me the photos afterwards, and she said, I'm still not going to do this. And I got permission to check with her. Her mom was with her. And so um, got permission to check with her. Called her back the next day and got her mom. And her mom said, no, she still says she's going to get an abortion. Called back a few days later, nope, she's still going to get an abortion. Called the next week, nope, she's still going to do it. And I'm thinking, she's awfully close to the point where she's not going to be able to get one in Minnesota. It's just not going to happen. And the next week, her mom called me and said she decided not to. She said that because she's seen her baby, she just can't do it now. She's seen him. She knew it was a boy, um, and she's decided against it. So she did continue that pregnancy. And I was so relieved. (laughs) So no matter what they say, we've had people come in absolutely determined they were going to get an abortion. They don't answer the phone when we call them back. Weeks go by. We pray. We cry. but We think, yeah, we know what they did. And then eight months later, they walk in very pregnant and say, I need clothes. (laughs) So we wish that they would stay with us that whole time. But we were very pleasantly surprised when they come back to us. And we were so sure they had made the other decision. Um, we have a rewards program and there are brochures up here too if, if oh okay, thank you um, if you want to follow along I'm, I'm using this one to make sure I don't leave anything out the rewards program is the bulk of what we do this is our educational program where we can uh, train them on how to be good parents or prepare them for adoption if they're choosing adoption which most don't and so we, they meet one on one with their own client advocate men with men women with women and through videos and books and worksheets we help them get ready to be parents and there are just dozens and dozens of options for them to choose from so wherever they're at in life whether this is their first child or subsequent um, we have topics that can be very helpful to them and Christian based although that's not you know a pervasive message in there it's parenting education Uh, we we um, can do that with them in person or over the phone and our bright course curriculum allows us to send messages to their phones with a video and they can watch it and then they can have their appointment over the phone, which is great, was great during COVID and it's great if they're sick or on bed rest. We had a young woman who um, did not tell her parents that she was having an abortion. And she went down to an abortion clinic, and they inserted the dilatation rods and sent her home. She was supposed to come back the next day. And on the drive home, she changed her mind, and she called her mom, and she said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm pregnant, and I started an abortion, and I don't want it. So her mom called us, and we said, tell her to get to an emergency room immediately. And um, we thought that that had happened. The next day, we found out that it didn't. She called the clinic where they inserted the rods. And they said, no, 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 don't go to an ER. Just come back here tomorrow. We put them in. We're the best ones to take them out. And, and they had been so nice to her that she believed them. And so she went back the next day. And by then, labor had already started. Um, I think everything would have been okay had she really got to an emergency room and got them taken out right away, but they told her to wait overnight. So a doctor was able to stop the labor, put her on medication, and told her to go home and complete bed rest. You know, don't don't get up any more than you absolutely have to. And so we were able to do phone appointments with her in the coming weeks as well. Sadly, um, it, ha- it was too late, and the baby survived for a number of weeks and then she miscarried and so that was very very hard that's the only person we've known that has chosen abortion and then changed their mind and then I thought how much worse would that loss be when you realized too late that it was well, or at least got attention too late so that was hard and and that's a family that you could pray for as well but the rewards program they they earn points by attending classes and, and meeting with us, and then they spend those on diapers and cribs and whatever they need. Um, whatever they need, we'll order it and get it for them. And uh, both the father and the mother can come, whether they're together or separate, it doesn't matter, but they can both earn points and they can combine them and spend them separately. Sometimes we see only the woman quite often, and sometimes we see only the dad. Um, we're the only place that offers fatherhood Classes And so we get a lot of um, young men in that, or occasionally get young men anyway, that are either court-ordered or as part of a custody dispute or just because their girlfriend isn't interested in coming. Um, So we have dad's program as well. Um, We have a clothing room where they can come, and they don't need to spend their points. They do need to be in our program to have access to it because we want the opportunity to... Um, teach them and help them to grow and the chance to have a spiritual impact on their lives and so if they're just in that program they can go to the clothing room once a month for maternity clothing and baby clothing and we go up through a size 3 in Brainerd Uh, we only have room for up to size 2 in Staples but we will bring clothing over from Brainerd if they want to keep coming longer uh, so that is a real help for them, and then we get to see those little ones as they grow up and, and still have contact with them, even though they're not coming for the classes anymore. We have um, doula services. If you're not familiar with what a doula is, they're a labor coach and can be there with uh, someone when they're in labor. They It's normally a pretty expensive service, but they donate their time to us so that it doesn't cost anything for our clients and not so long ago, we had a 13-year-old client who had a difficult labor and her doula stayed with her the whole time. It was wonderful. Sometimes they'll be there for 24 hours and they'll, they'll you know, stay with them to the end. So that's really a great service that we can offer. We do life coaching. Um, we have four certified life coaches for relationships. And what that means is that a client who's struggling with a relationship or uh, has a really bad repeated pattern of romantic relationships or a young client who doesn't get along with her parents or his parents, we can help them through that. It's not therapy. If they need therapy, they need to go to a professional. But we are licensed to, you don't need a license, but we're certified to be a life coach for them. And we extend that to all area students. They don't have to be pregnant. They don't even have to be active in that regard to um, access our life coaching services. And sometimes it's really nice for them to have somebody they can meet with one-on-one that isn't part of their day-to-day life and doesn't see them at church, doesn't see them at school, it um, doesn't know their parents, just to kind of help them with some of those things. And And we have a number of tools that we use to guide them on what they can do to improve relationships and and what they can't do, what simply you can't always change someone else. Next step classes are um, life skills classes. So those are group classes that meet Tuesdays four to six. They get points for those as well. And couples can come uh, or they can come individually. And it's just a really great class every week is different one week they practice bathing and dressing baby dolls another week they will learn about the love languages of children another one the boring one that I got stuck teaching once is what types of insurance you're going to need Mm, yeah they light up when they hear you're going to talk about insurance but um, they're good classes and we're going to be offering them in the near future in staples as well so we're getting ready for that. We had a married couple come in, and they wanted to know if they could take any parenting classes, but they weren't pregnant. Um, they're still coming now. They, uh, they had put money away to have a baby, but they didn't know a lot about being parents, and so they were very um, eager to prepare and do everything they could. This isn't our typical kind of couple Um, but just the sweetest couple, had all the pieces in place to be great parents. And so we told them they could come to our Next Step classes, that they wouldn't be earning points because there wasn't a baby on the way yet, but they could come, and they attended those. And a couple months later, the phone rang, and, and the husband said, guess what, we're having a baby. Can we become real clients now? So they've been coming ever since. And one of the things that really blessed me was that her client advocate asked her what her what about her faith, and she said, "Well, I don't really have any." And she said, "Well, what do you know about the Bible?" And she said, "Really nothing. I've never read it. You know, I know a little bit about Christianity, but I know nothing about the Bible." So, uh, her client advocate Sue shared the gospel with her, and she accepted it so eagerly. And Sue said, well, maybe next week your husband's client advocate could talk to him about that. And she said, no, I'm going home to talk to him about it tonight. And uh, they've been reading scripture together ever since, and it's just so good to see her grow in the Lord. And to think that the only significant thing that they were missing, other than parenting education, was God in their lives, and now they have that. So so thankful that, that God brought them to us and used us in that. Um, that regard. The other thing we have, other than resources, which is on there, that's just referrals, is on the back. It talks about um, forgiven and set free. That is a post-abortive Bible study class that lasts for 10 weeks. And quite honestly, that class usually has women in it that are in their 30s or beyond. Um, they say that um, It takes about five years after having an abortion before somebody really wants to talk about it and they're really ready to dig into it. And so this is a great study, but a lot of times it'll be somebody who's 35 or 45 or 65 or even older taking that study. And a lot of times what we hear is they'll say, I I knew that God forgave me and I accepted that, but hadn't forgiven myself. And that's what this class is. It's, it's a study to go through where you can grieve because society tells us there was nothing to grieve. But there really is a grieving process. And you, you it's, I won't go into detail on it, but it is a really, really good study. And one of my rules for that is that um, everybody in the room at those studies will have had an abortion experience. Although once we did open it up to a... Um, a woman who had encouraged and paid for her daughter's abortion and we made an exception for her with the permission of the others in the class. Um, But my goal in that is that everybody in the room will have experienced that and there's nobody sitting there who doesn't understand where they've been. So if you or someone you know needs to be part of that study, let us know. We'll be starting another one soon and we would love to include uh, all the people that we can. It's a really, really meaningful study it meets confidentially it meets you know usually after hours depending on when when people are available and so um, I just really encourage you to to keep that in mind the other thing that I wanted to talk about is what our focus is for this year and we have two of them we have strategic planning every fall and last year one of our focuses was increasing our spiritual impact and we didn't feel like we were done with that so we're Bringing that into 2022, and um, we just had our annual evangelism training. One of our board members, Pastor Charlie, came in and and had us practice and just taught us some really good ways to turn a conversation from uh, an everyday conversation into a spiritual one. And we do that every year, but this year we're really not just trying to increase the number of times we pray with them, but to increase the number of times that we share the gospel. And so every day we pray before we start the day, and one of my frequent prayers is, Lord, help us not to miss an opportunity to share you, but help us not to force one either, because if you push too hard, sometimes they never come back. So if you think to pray for us in that regard, (laughs) please pray that um, we make the most of every opportunity, but yet don't force one. Uh, Most of our clients are at least loosely Christian I mean they've they've got they've been to church a time or two in their lives at least but some of them are Wiccan some are we've had Hindu we've had uh, we've definitely had Muslim just all different different things and so you have to meet them where they're at and then try to get them the direction that you hope that they'll go. And I also always pray that they know that we're absolutely 100% doing it because we love and care about them and not for anything to do with ourselves. Um, we really enjoy enjoy, and also stress a little bit about sharing, sharing the gospel with our clients because it is so important. I think of that as the most important thing that we do. So we're working on that, um, and we're also working on outlying community outreach. And so Lisa has been the center director in Staples. Her role just changed at the first of the year. She's now our director of development, starting with the Wadena area, Um, reaching out to that community. Their center closed. And they hadn't been a very active center for quite a while, but now they they close completely. And we felt like that was God telling us, you know, branch out, reach out. So we have a space in Wadena one day per week. It's not a center. It's just a, a space to meet and do intakes with clients. And then we'll figure out how to get them over to Staples or or Lisa can continue to meet with them in Wadena. She's also going to be reaching out to organizations and churches and healthcare facilities and all kinds of things to get them on board with us and make those connections. We know that there's need there and we want to be able to, to fulfill that need. And when that gets well underway, then my focus is going to shift to the Aiken area, which is a very underserved area. I believe the closest pregnancy center for them is Duluth, and that's a long way to go. Um, other than they're 45, about 45 minutes from us. So either way, it's just uh, um, hard for them to be served. And so we want to do the same thing there. We want to find a space that we can meet possibly in a church, get a volunteer trained there locally to meet with them, and um, see what we can do in that area. And then Little Falls is also kind of on the radar, um, which they have a few more options, but we want to, you know, in coming years, try to reach out in every direction to any area where we're the closest pregnancy center to them. So with all of that said, the spiritual impact and the, the outlying community outreach, we are... Um, having a really big, very important year in our history. It's our our 27th year, and um, there's a lot going on. And I thought last year was tough for me personally. It's not a year I would want to go through again. But 2022 has started out to be very rough for our staff. Um, Last weekend, I got three phone calls. I didn't want to answer the phone anymore. One of our staff members found out that her husband has stage 4 cancer. Um, and it's, it's not good. Another staff member, um, her mom has been battling cancer for a while, found out her mom was in the hospital with cancer-related pneumonia. And then a third staff member called and said that they had found her dad dead in his home that same day. And I thought, Lord, what's going on? And then I thought, spiritual impact we're focusing on that reaching outlying communities we're trying to do all of this so of course the enemy is wanting to do whatever he can and this is an addition to so many things that happened last year so um if you think of it please pray for our staff we know god's in control and and god brings us through everything he calls us to so we'll be fine but it's just been difficult and challenging and trying to figure out um, how to be there for all the staff members and still make this transition in Staples happen. So it's been a lot. And so we would ask for your prayers in that regard. Um, I think that's about all that I had, unless you have questions, but I can answer them during taco time as well.
0: (laughs) The The only thing that I would like you to elaborate on, just very briefly, how can we support LAPS? What's the best way?
1: okay well we uh, we always take financial donations but honestly right now in Staples we could use more volunteers we could use another person to meet with clients one on one we could use somebody to um, come in and clean once a week which hasn't we haven't had anybody in the last couple of years Uh, we could use another guy to meet with some of the dads so there are needs there and I guess that would be that and prayer And, oh, I guess maybe one of the biggest things, our our marketing budget isn't huge. And so it's opportunities like this to come to speak in a group um, so that you can all go out and tell people that you know who we are and what we do. Let them know it's a safe, confidential, free place to come. uh, Because reaching the clients who need us has been one of our biggest challenges, and we've worked really hard at that lately.
0: Okay. Thank you. So, Ginny is going to stay over taco time. I hope you will go sit by her for a bit and ask her some questions and get information. And if the Lord has stirred in your heart to maybe help, uh, either by volunteering or to help financially or something like that, would you talk to her? We've got the executive director right here. Ooh, exciting. Thank you so much for coming. So, we're going to transition now to our meal time. Um, the goal was noon. So uh, we're going to still shoot for as close to noon as we can get. So I'm going to pray and we're going to eat fast, right? And when you come back in here, make sure you grab uh report and make sure you sign the, the register that I will have here so that we can start the meeting quickly. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for laps. Thank you for the, the people that make it happen. We pray for these, these folks who have... They're given their time to lapse, and they're going through some difficulties. We pray for these three families that are dealing with cancer and with, with, with death. Lord, strengthen them, and, and may people come around them and, and hold them up. Lord, I thank you for Ginny and for, for Lisa, who's not here. Lord, protect them in the name of Jesus Christ from the enemy who would very much like to thwart this ministry. And God, as they continue to learn and be bold in their faith... I pray, Lord, that you would be with them. God, help us to know how best to support our brothers and sisters who are doing this vital and important ministry. And now, Lord, we thank you for the food that we're about to have. Uh, Please be in the conversation. And God, we look forward to uh, communing together in our meeting shortly. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's eat fast. And get back as fast as we can for our meeting.